there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! go, 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 go. Shakhtar are in town for tomorrow night's Champions League tie against Celtic in the East End. And the news this afternoon, Turnbull and Starfelt train with the full Celtic squad. Jota back in training, but on his own, and he won't be fit for tomorrow night. Rangers, what's gone wrong? The team who just five months ago were European finalists, but dropped two points at the weekend at home to Livingston, and they're just not firing the way they did last season. And our first VAR weekend, incidents galore to discuss. We've got a five-hour show tonight with Barry Ferguson and John Hartson. John, that was some introduction to VAR. You'd everything, seven <laughs> goals and no lack of controversy, Hearts against Celtic. Oh, where do I start, Paul? Uh, where do I start? No, I think the the VAR uh, in Sc the Scottish Premiership, I've known this is coming to uh, to the Scottish Premiership yep. for, for a year. They've been training up the guys to, to deal with the VAR decisions. There was too many indecisive moments. There was too much um, things that went wrong for me up at Tyne Castle. Uh, the referee got one or two right, but he also got, in my opinion, three wrong. Um, so it's not good enough at this level. We know it was coming. It's not been a week or a month. It's been one year to get ready for VAR. And at, over the weekend, it just wasn't good enough. We're going to discuss it in detail in just a few moments. Barry at the weekend, Rangers, it widened at the top to four points. What's going wrong? 1-1 one, one at home to Livingston. Well, I wish I had a, a magic wand to, to find out, Paul. It was a tough watch again. Um, I'm not going to kid um, anybody on. I watched the game. Livingston obviously go ahead after four minutes. And then um, Rangers just didn't get going. A slightly better, if I'm being honest, in the, in the second half. But during the game, Paul, no stage did I feel that Rangers were um, going to score with the manager making a couple of substitutions. We go in with Morelos and, and Sholak up top. But um, look, they got out of jail with Lindstrom scoring in, in, in extra time. But um, it's worrying times, no doubt about it. Look, the previous two games to that, uh, to that they got a, a win and obviously another one leading them into the semi-final but dropping two points at home to Livingston no being disrespectful to Livingston but Rangers should be turning um, that into mm. three points no doubt about it so it's a big um, week ahead Napoli coming up on Wednesday and obviously Aberdeen coming to Ibrox on, on Saturday um, and they need to try and find something from somewhere Paul because as I said it is worrying times the fans are you can hear them um, they're, they're not happy after the game and during the game mm. and rightly so um, so we just need to see what this week brings hopefully it brings a more spirited performance um, but we'll wait and see Booze again at the end of the game and yet you know Champions League uh, I was going to say two points off the top but four points they're just not John are you surprised at the way it's going at Rangers at the moment they're just not firing uh, the way you would expect no, and it's the worst case scenario. I think people might say it's the best case scenario to go and play, you know, a top team like Napoli. But 
I, you know, for me, I think they could they could you know give Rangers a real drubbing, Napoli in Naples on Wednesday night. You know, they've beaten Liverpool um, there heavily. They went to Ajax. Ajax thumped Rangers. What was it, four or five? Uh, Ajax went. Uh, Napoli went to Ajax and won six. Um, it, they're just a magnificent team. I think they're top of Serie A, and that's the last thing the players want. I think Giovanni Van Bronckhorst would have probably done without. Uh, could have done with maybe without the game. Um, got his team on the training ground. Worked on a few things. Look forward to the weekend. Now they have a really really tough trip. You know, the wise money would be on Napoli, of course. Um, but as I said, you know, um, you know, I said this on the show, Paul, last week. It's just the way that sometimes when you watch Celtic play, they have sort of an identity yeah. um, where they pass quick, they get the fullbacks. Um, over the halfway line, they create that spare man. You know where it's going to go. They get the ball wide. Um they're concise with their passing, their drills. They want to go forward. They want to get crosses in the box and it's bang. It happens quickly. We were talking off air, me and Barry. When Celtic went 2-1 down at the weekend, you never quite thought that they wouldn't create chances. You know that they go at hearts and they bounce back. Um, at this moment in time, they're having, they're having a bit of a tough period. But um, it, it's down to uh, uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst to get them on the training ground and instill that confidence in them, which they which they've shown you know, previously this season. We're going to go on the lines now. Let's go to Gary in the Gorbals. 0808 17 17 700, you know the number. And we're on the socials at Go Football Show. Gary, good evening. How are you doing, Paul? Evening, guys. Hi, Gary. Doing, Gary? Hi, good, good to hear you. Gary, what are you thinking? Are you still thinking about the weekend? That, that was some game at Tynecastle. <laughs> Do you know what? Um, for a neutral, probably game of... Game of the season, definitely. My blood pressure's just about got back to <laughs> get back to normal. To be honest, after it, um, but you know, I, I think just my kind of main point is tonight. I think Celtic need to take this further about um, in terms of Stephen McLean. So obviously he was running VAR at the weekend. He was in charge of our game last week. Gary, hold it one second. Don't go away. G-A-R. The go-assisted referee on the Go Radio Football Show with joejunk.co.uk. The right decision when it comes to same-day rubbish removal. Yep, you call the shot, so let's start, let's start now then to look at this. Gary, back to you then. It's the VAR or GAR moment in the show and it's massive this week. There was always going to be something in the opening weekend. I think we'd agree. Everyone knows that. There were going to be a few things to discuss. Friday night seemed to go okay, didn't it? St. Johnson against Hibs. By and large, there wasn't anything huge. I know there was a change and the referee decided a red instead of a yellow. We'll talk about that later. Gary, back to you then. You're not happy with the VAR official, Stephen McLean, Heart Celtic. Yeah, obviously, you know, he was refereeing the, the Hibs game with us last week. Some of the decisions he made were laughable. I mean, he didn't, he didn't, he, he didn't probably make any outrageously bad decisions in terms of there was no flashpoints like there was on Saturday but in my opinion I think it's about time Celtic went to the SPSL and says we do not want Stephen McLean refereeing our games anymore because I'm not just talking about games this season or last season if you look back he was actually the the fifth official when we when we trialled the, the officials on the byline he was actually the official in the Scottish Cup semi-final and Josh Meekings handball Robbed us, robbed Ronnie Dyler of a potential treble. So, Inverness game, you know, and that, yeah. yeah, and that that was one of the most blatant handballs you'll ever see. How he hasn't given the the James Forrest or Michael Smith mm-hmm. handball, rather, 
and Saturday is absolutely beyond me. Right, Gary, let's look at that incident. Barry, we've looked back on them. What did you feel about the, the handball? Was it or was it not? Yeah, it's a penalty yeah. in, in my mind. Um, no doubt about it. I've seen, I've read a lot of comments. It's all about opinions, but for me, yes, it's it's definitely a red card. You just need to look at Michael Smith's reaction after it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah. a player's reaction tells you everything. Yeah, he's, and, and again... During real time, I was unsure, but what once it slowed down with VAR, um, I was um, I was baffled why it wasn't given as a, a penalty. That's my honest opinion, Paul. John, what do you feel? Well, I felt that Nick Walsh is in the perfect position to give it. Um, all right, he could have said, uh, "Look, it happened too quick. Uh, I wasn't quite um, over it." So he goes to his VAR team, and. It's just bewildering how that is not given um, a penalty. And I've got several, by the way. I've got several. And I'm glad Gary's on because Gary's talking a bit of sense. Um, the Shankland penalty uh, for me is a penalty. I think Jens... Uh, uh, yep. Jens... Yep. Devlin, Devlin. Devlin. Yeah, it's 100% a penalty. Yeah, and again, I think that Carter Vickers kicks um, Devlin's foot for the first penalty that they got. When Shankman comes off, comes on after 38 minutes and scores the penalty. Why did it take so long to decide? Because well, you felt it was no, a penalty, the, Barry. Yeah, you felt, I, yeah, I mean, real time, yeah. I, I, you could see the way that the ball's moved with Cammy Devlin. Um, Carter Vickers does okay with his reaction, to be fair. <laughs> but that's... Um, a captain's role. Yeah, th that's what <laughs> yeah. he's done. But it's, it's a definite penalty. But for me, to take so long mm. to give the penalty, again, worries me. What was it three, four minutes? I heard Andy Walker on commentary. He was spot on about it. That's that's his issue. Yeah. How long these decisions are getting made? Um, it's far too long, Paul. A barder goes through in the second half. Um, apparently, he was uh, the referee. Um, they they choked it off because he was offside. There is no evidence to show that he was offside. Why doesn't the line come up? The line came up in the first half. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, with, with the Shanklin penalty. That was right. It was very close, but it was just onside. The line proves it. The line is brilliant, Paul, because it's black or white. Yeah. So even today, there's been no evidence. So of why the didn't they? But Abada, everybody's, everybody's like that. Well, what, what, yeah. Why has that mm. been chalked off? And why did well, the linesman or the assistant referee put his flag up after the ball was going in the net? He didn't flag exactly. why, when he why? thought he was offside. And, of, and the other one is what I'd like what to mention. Us? At a badder. When a badder went through. Yeah, about the line situation. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the line was drawn for um, one of the goals in yeah, the, the, the first half. Yep, sure. Shanklin's mm -hmm. goal. And again, that's yeah. that's my worry. There's no yeah. consistency. Mm -hmm. Even Ralston's header. Mm -hmm. It's a great header, right? The, the ball comes in from wide. Nick Walsh blows his whistle when the ball's, the ball's uh, in, arriving in the opposite penalty area. And he blows his whistle for a foul, apparently a foul. Jack and Marcus, it's not a foul. He's trying to get out the way. So if what, why not let that just play, and let and let VAR make the decision if it's a foul or not? If they had let it go, then Ralston's goal would have stood. Gary, back to you. Did you think that should have been a penalty for Hearts then? So do you agree with John and Barry that Carter Vickers uh, he did clatter him? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, mm. I, I was actually shouting at the TV, how is he not giving that? Do you know, I'm bewildered. And, and obviously, I'm a Celtic fan hoping he doesn't give it. But yeah, of course, thing, I'm the same. You want to see, you want to see the right decisions. Yeah. We all yeah. wanted VAR to get these decisions right. But it's a and penalty, Gary. It's bewildering that I actually thought Carter Vickers 
had his worst game in a Celtic jersey on Saturday. I really did. I thought he was sleeping for the second goal. Too busy with his hand up for offside. Um, for the first one, I think he's got to lean with his body. He's got to go through that ball uh, with his body and clear it. He actually kind of stretches his leg out and almost tries to poke it away. And I think it's definitely, definitely a penalty. I, I can't believe that it's taken three minutes for Nick Walsh to come to the decision. And obviously, the, the fact that then he doesn't go to the monitor for the for the Celtic possible penalty. But as you say, for a badass goal, where is the line? You know, yeah. you get the the it, hasn't even, it hasn't even come out mm. today. Gary, what, what did you think on the, the Jens penalty? It's Stonewaller. Yeah. Uh, said, said at the time, I thought, um, again, I, I didn't think Jens had a great game as well. Um, I just thought defence was criminal on Saturday. I thought defence really let us down. As, as bad as the decisions were, you know, the, the defence really mm. needs to get a grip. and. See, but Gary, do you know, like, if Saturday hadn't shown that determination and character and grit to go up the other end and your left-back is scoring the winning goal, he's in the opposition's six-yard area, and he gets he gets the final touch, which wins the game for Celtic 4-3, Celtic drop points. Celtic drop points yeah. on, on the weekend because there's so many decisions. Um, and this is too big. It's, it's, it's too big uh, in terms of... You know, not to get the decisions right. If but Celtic VAR's drop, supposed to be there absolutely. to get it right. The, Paul, this is this yeah. is this is costing you titles. Yeah. You know, but, it, it's just it's just not good enough. But Barry, you've got you know you, a Rangers legend, John, a Celtic yeah, legend. I, I'm and, going and to be honest, and I yeah. watched the game because I yeah. watch old football. Uh, and I'm being brutally honest. Um, I was um, baffled by by sorry some of the, the decisions. It's certainly a penalty in my eyes, Michael Smith. I know some people don't think it is. It's a penalty. The goal, Ralston's goal, he's, we don't know why he's blown. Whether it's Giacomacchus that's making a foul now. Mm. I was speaking to John off here. If you're going to give a foul for that, there's going to be a foul every single free kick you have I, in a I think he's actually trying to go around the defender. It's not a contact sport anymore then, if that's the case, isn't it? But you know what it's like. Yeah. You have to be tight. As a defender, John's a centre forward. You're going to be tight to him and there's a bit of wrestling that goes on. Um, but yeah, it's... Look, it is concerning that some um, decisions made in my eyes um, were, were the wrong decisions, Paul. Gary, I've got to use my old phrase that I coined a number of years ago. What's your point, caller? What is your point, Gary? Because <laughs> Barry Ferguson, Rangers legend, is agreeing with John Hartson that, you know, that yeah. that, that, that the way it should have gone. I'm just Why? being honest, Paul. Yeah, of course. I'm, sorry, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm going the same, I'd agree with Barry exactly. on certain things. I'm not I think going to do. sit here and say... Sure. Because uh, I, I was an ex Rangers player, that no, it's never a penalty. So, what you say, is it the incompetence then? You know, you're saying about Stephen McLean there, you don't want him again. Celtic fans, the notice boards have been full about it, about the Inverness decision. Um, what, what are you saying on Stephen Smith? Do you think it's just a, a lack of competency? Yeah, I, I do. I believe it's. I believe because this is this is a few games over over different seasons that that he's made ridiculous, baffling decisions. Yeah. And, and VAR, it was never the issue. I heard certain pundits and certain presenters saying that, you know, it was teething problems and it was it needed ironed out and VAR, this was always a problem with VAR. VAR isn't the problem. It's the people running it that's the problem. Well, I, got I think he makes a great point. I got, I got slaughtered for that, saying that last year. Yeah. What you're trying to say then, John, what you're trying to say is a yeah. conspiracy is conspiracy. I got slaughtered because there's, there's problems down south <clears throat> that you know that um, the decisions are, are not going in you know uh, correctly. Um, there's issues all the time with VAR. 
my major point was, um, and I'm not suggesting that there is anything untoward going on, but uh-huh. in terms of clearing up decisions, um, it's not been correct this weekend. We've clearly so- seen three or four instances yeah. in a Celtic game where yeah. it's come up again. It's come up again. Then you're asking questions. Stephen McLean, the way, will, will they do anything, do you think, Barry? Is it a question? What, what do you do in a case like this? Yeah, well, they need to iron it out quickly because there's going to be serious consequences for teams in terms of losing games and then that obviously falls on the managers <laughs> as, as well. So yeah. we, we need to clean it up. How are we going to improve it? Look, I, I get slaughtered for saying maybe bring in in the VAR room an ex-professional who's been in the situations. Um, whether that's... I, I'm not caring if it's a Rangers or Celtic yeah. play. It could be Hearts, Hibs, Dun United, whoever's played the game, just to help these guys, wherever the, the lorry is or the, the room is, they do the VR, Quite just to get much. a second opinion, a professional opinion. I'm yeah. not saying that the professionals makes a decision. The final decision comes with the VAR referee, but they can turn mm. round to an ex-professional and say... What do you think of that? Because they've maybe been in that situation. Gary, where would you go from here? What's the answer then in terms of possibly changing it, possibly changing the two guys that, you know, behind it? Who who does it? You know, who does this? I don't know if it's it's a case that you need to get more competent referees or more, maybe you need to get referees up from England or whatever. Oh, I said that last year as well. Whoa, Gary, whoa. Yeah, I know, I know. We sound like a paranoid Celtic fan, I know. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, (laughs) But in, in terms of, I, I just think when you look at it, you know, now this is obviously the first weekend and look yeah. at the drama it's caused. Now that's, that's a potential. Celtic have won the game and it's brilliant. But, you know, that's the difference between a team winning the league and losing the league, potentially dropping points. Mm-hmm. Now, imagine, uh, say, 3rd of January at Ibrox, Celtic <laughs> Rangers, and it goes to the uh, decisions like oh. that. That causes murders. That causes oh. absolute riots you know what I mean um, so I'm, I'm dreading that sure. game already yeah. if, if this is if this is the way it's going to go so but in terms of just I don't know what you guys think but I believe that especially this season I believe that the the referees are taking VAR as in we don't really need to make the right decisions all the time so they're kind of relaxing I think in terms of games they're making mistakes and they're thinking if I make a mistake it's okay because VAR will pick it up whereas I think the referees that, that are thinking like that or maybe making more mistakes should actually be punished more kind of thing because it it's taking the responsibility away that's yes. what you're saying Gary from the ref- referees yeah. that are refereeing the actual yeah. game absolutely yeah, I, I think it is taking a bit of responsibility because yeah. they know if they do make a mistake they're going There's to rely on VAR sure. who's in charge yeah. here's your manager's reaction to the first edition of VAR oh, I don't know. look mate as I said before the game I, I'd much prefer he wasn't involved at all I thought we had a clear cut handball but what do I know mate so you kind of go with it it's just um it's a lot of standing about, it's a lot of theatre. Like I said, I just wish they'd get decisions early and, and sort of just intervene when they have to. But it is what it is. As I said, I'm probably on the outside on this one. And across the city, here's what GVB had to say about VAR after the 1-1. Well, as I said before, you know, it makes it better for both teams. Of course, you know, at moments you will be, you know, on, on the good side and at moments you will be on the bad side. But I think that's for all of us. G-A-R, the go-assisted referee on the Go Radio Football Show with joejunk.co.uk. Gary, thanks for your call. You've got Glasgow in the West talking. Tomorrow night, what's your scoreline? Just quickly, what do you reckon? Uh, I'm thinking we'll, we'll finally get a result in the Champions League. I'm going to go 2-1 Celtic. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! go.
Thanks to Chris for the traffic and travel. It's Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, John Hartson on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. You know the story at the weekend, it kicked off the VAR weekend, Hibs 1, St. Johnson 2, and then Saturday, 12.30, Hearts 3, Celtic 4, 7 game, and that really was a thriller at Tynecastle. Rangers drawing 1-1 with Livingston, John Lindstrom scoring right at the end, Nubly getting the goal for Livingston. Kilmarnock, a one-goal victory over Ross County, another win for... Uh, Kelly and Motherwell won Aberdeen 2 so it's a, a really poor run for the well continues and St Mirren 2 Dundee United 1 and uh, match of the day in the first in the championship 4-0 win for Queen's Park against Partick Thistle who would have seen that coming and so many things south of the border as well we'll talk about that later we're taking calls 0808 17 17 700 we heard from Ange Postacoglu here's the injury update for tomorrow night's game with Shakhtar Jota won't be ready Turnbull will be in the squad and uh, Starfield could be as well maybe on the bench Rangers at the weekend though again booze at the end 1-1 against 10-man Livingston here's Giovanni Van Bronckhurst at the end well I, I said before of course I understand I mean it's the way you know you have to uh, you have to deal with it you don't want it because it means you have, have a negative result which we had today uh, you know we're dropping two points so uh, you know it's understandable 100% 1-1 at the end on the line now Scott a Rangers fan hi Scott Hi guys, how you doing? Hi Scott. Yeah, we're fine, thank you. Scott, what are you thinking after after Saturday? Uh, he needs to go. And he should have went three weeks ago and he should go now, but I don't think he will because I, don't, I can't see them sacking him until at least the World Cup and then we've got months to find a new manager. But right now, I think he should go. Barry, what would you say? Yeah, look, there's a lot of fans feeling, um, feeling that that way that, that Scott's feeling no doubt about it because of the, the performances over the, the last month and the results Paul um, at the weekend at Muddle it wasn't great as I've mentioned before at least they got the three points the League Cup game against Dundee Scott agree me it was it was turgid it, was, it wasn't what I expected to see after going a goal up in nine minutes I expect to go and hammer three or four or five past them it never happened they struggled towards the end and then obviously the, the game and the game on Saturday, it was a tough watch. I, I've just got to be honest, it was. There's a there's just a severe lack of confidence. Um, they were really pedestrian, and I, I, I just need somebody with broad shoulders to go and take the game by the the, the scruff of the neck, Paul. And, and I'm not seeing that at this moment in time. Um, is it the results that's damaged the confidence of the players? It, it probably is. But again, that's where you need to puff your chest out and show a bit. And um, unfortunately, at this moment in time, I ain't seen that happening. Scott, here's what GVB said about what he think is, thinks is going wrong. It's obviously, we are struggling now with, with creating chances. First half, we didn't have any clear chances. They scored the first goal. I think the, that also made it more difficult for us. So for our confidence, we were trying, but you know, we, we missed the spark. I think only the spark came when we uh, made the 1-1 in the end. And then, you know, you saw a team where we're doing everything they can and pushing forwards, of course, against 10 men. But I think our intentions in the last seven minutes were the intentions we, we, we had to have for the 90 minutes. Scott, Barry, who wants to take this in the last seven minutes? Yeah, the, you only get a spark once Lundstrom scored. And I spoke to you off air, Paul, yeah. about it. That's what I felt. I don't know what Scott thought. Did you, were you at the game, Scott? Yeah, well, I wasn't at it, but I watched that stream. Okay. I watched a live stream of it, and yeah, it was just the same. Uh, see, like, my worry, Scott, was like, during the second half, um, which was slightly better in the first half, at least they, they dominated a bit more possession, but 
at no stage did I feel that Rangers were going to score. I don't know how you felt, Scott. Yeah, I was I was shocked when we scored, which it shouldn't be against ten man Levy at home. Mm-hmm. You see, you but, were shocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I was. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't expect us to score. I expected us to lose the game, and based on the way it was going, because mm-hmm. Brent looked like scoring, and when you start playing with five minutes to go, there's not much you can do. And the manager's admitting that now. Yeah. They only got a spark in the, the last six minutes of the, the game, which is a, a major concern. Major concern. Scott, a couple of years ago, you won the league um, and, and Giovanni Van Bronckers took over a, a league-winning side. Um, you're expecting Rangers then to kick on. Now, I know Celtic brought in Ange and they had a really good uh, recruitment time of it and they brought in some real, real good players. But, you know, for me... You, Giovanni Van Bronckers took you to the Europa League final. Uh, before the weekend, you were only two points, I believe. Or was it five points, no, two points? It was two, two, it was two points, points behind Celtic in the league, who have had the second best start to a season um, in so, so many years. And all of a sudden, you draw at home and you, you now want the manager out. Who, who would you bring in if, you, if Rangers did... Um, I know he's getting a lot of stick, and I saw some of the videos and, and some of the, you know, the, the 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 fans, some of the shouting and the hollering at the manager at the weekend. Does he really deserve this? He's he's drawn at home. The Champions League, Scott, is a different level, right? It's a different level. You've got to step up, you know, in terms of miles to get results against Liverpool, Napoli, Ajax. The lot these are European giants. These teams you come up against in the Champions League, so. I still think it's a bit harsh to be calling for his head. I really do. Scott? See, my biggest issue, we, we brought in Dave Voss and Gio, who are meant to be amazing coaches. How many players have improved from the squad he inherited? I can think of two, and one of them's not here anymore. Lundstrom and Bassey are the only two players I can tell have gotten have gone up a level since Gio's came in. And I think when you look at I think that's the main issue. The players haven't improved much from Gerrard's even before Gio came in the football under Gerrard wasn't great and it hasn't got much better if anything it's got like the half season before they went to Villa it hasn't got any better if anything it's probably got worse and I think the squad just needs an in- a re- you've got Ross Wilson at blame for as well it just needs an entire refreshing and I because we played Feyenoord the champion in the Europa League three years ago so even after Rickson died from that team and the team that played Napoli at home what a few weeks ago Things like three changes, and that's three changes to a champ to, to a team in three years. So I think more than just you, I think Ross Wilson needs to get a lot of the blame as well. Barry, what would you say to Scott on that? Yeah, I don't think it all falls on the, the manager's shoulders. Look, when results don't go right, the manager gets it. That happens at every club. But I, honestly, I think players have got to take a bit of responsibility mm. as well. And I get about players improving as the team improved. They've not since last season, and that will be the concern. Has the recruitment been good enough, Paul? No, it's not. Because out of the, the players that have come in, Lawrence, I thought was a real find yeah. until I get injured. Sholak scored 13 goals, no doubt about it. The other ones, um, I've not shown too much. Tillman and Bits and Bobs. Mm-hmm. But, um, ben he, Davis, he Bits and Bobs. Yeah, now. Ben Davis yeah. is starting to show yeah. that he's, he's, a, he's a real good defender. Mm-hmm. He, he knows he can cover the ground, he's um, intelligent. You can see he, he brings a, a bit of balance to the Rangers' defence. But, look, the fans ain't happy. Look, I get they've won a few, a few games, but the expectations is to play well. And the demands, Paul, was to win games of football. 
that's what happens at a club like Rangers. And you hear Gio doing his interview, he understand he he agrees that the the flag that they're getting is justified. Here's a bit more from GVB. The results are and going the right way, then the pressure will become stronger. I mean that's that's normal in, in, in big teams and big clubs like, like like Rangers. So that's for me that's nothing different. And the game itself, this was his summary. Result, of course, not not good enough. Playing at home, you have to have you have to win three points. We didn't do that, so that's uh, disappointing performance-wise. I think we started the game really poor. The way we uh, we need to, we have to start in home games, and already after four or five minutes, you were one 0 against. That's not what you want. I think we were uh, in that time not aggressive enough. You know, we were uh, not sharp, and 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 that's not the way to start games. Do you, do you know what I like? He's brutally honest. Yep. He's brutally honest. And a lot of managers would go down about it in a different way. He's been honest there. Yes. And that's what I like about Are, are they about lacking Gio. leadership? Yeah, 100% they're lacking leadership. is a leader, big centre-half, well, six foot five, yeah. heads it in both boxes. Where's Tavernier? You know, where, sure. where, where, where's, sure. where's Steve Davis? Can somebody get old? Where, where's, uh, you know, the likes of Arfield? Where are these? Kent, I know Kent's yep. a bit younger, sure. but... These well, guys led. Yeah. They they led by example when Rangers won the league a couple of seasons ago. Just Where have they gone? When it's going wrong, you need somebody to say, right, come on, let's get tight, get on the ball, let's spray it wide, yep. let's get talking. Where, where's the leadership? John, oh, I was about to bring in Derek there. Scott, listen, thanks for that. What's going to take? I mean, you've got a huge game on Wednesday, but you've got uh, an even bigger one against uh, Aberdeen next weekend. Yeah, Ab yeah. Aberdeen's even bigger. Yeah. Look, you want to go? I, I'm sure he'll go over there and. And uh, try and frustrate Napoli, but Aberdeen at home, Paul, that's a series must three points. I heard Graham Sooner saying this morning, when you know, at the Liverpool game, for example, he said he was disappointed. He felt as though some of the players were, oh, he just felt it's enough to be on the park with them. It's not the Rangers of old. And I heard Stephen Thompson, ex Rangers player, saying at the weekend, they need a Barry Ferguson, who in difficult times says, This isn't good enough. You're playing for Rangers. We've lost Derek, he's going to give him... That, that, that's what I'm saying, there, you need broad yeah, shoulders yeah, yeah. and John's yeah. just mentioned yeah, it there. You, you need somebody to take the game by the scruff of the neck. Go and do something within the game. Get Create a reaction for your teammates and the supporters. That, that's what's needed. Giovanni said that you're not aggressive enough. Yeah. What he means yeah. by that, get on, pass it, make it crisp, shout across to people, if, you know, put tackles in, get in people's faces, all these stuff. Aggressive leaders, where are they? Derek, join the conversation. Good evening. It keeps going. Scott, for you then, you want them to go... In fact, we hate saying it when somebody's got very much in. Yeah, Scott, are you there? Is it there? Yeah, sorry, aye. Yeah, do you, do you know, I think it, it deserves another few games. I mean, I, I get asked the question quite a bit on Saturday after it and, and I, 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 in the mindset, I understand that they're really demanding the Rangers fans. I totally get that. But I, I think it, it needs another few... Let them go and see how they, they go until the, 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 the end of the... The break for the the World Cup. They've got four big games. I did say, but previous to the Livingston game on Saturday, it was fifteen points, fifteen out of fifteen. That's not going to happen, obviously, with with dropping the two. But now these these last four games, they need to be maximum points. Scott, will you give them time? I don't. I would, I would probably give them to the World Cup because I think give us a month without games to find a manager. But I don't see it getting any better. That's the thing. I don't see any encouragement. Even the Champions League. I know Champions obviously different level whatsoever, but there's no fight. I, I can, players be, can be 10 times, 20 times, 30 times the players you are, but you can show a bit of fight. And bit, when we went 2-1 to Liverpool at Abrooks, we just gave up. 
of a losing or fine. Derek, what do you want to say? Thanks, Scott. Derek. Hello, Derek. Oh, his line has gone. Yep. Um, Scott, listen, great call. Um, not great if you're Giovanni listening to it, but it's the reality. Yeah, and but I, so I many understand, messages. Paul. Yeah. I, I'm listening to Gio doing his interviews. And look, listen, he, he looks worried. He looks frustrated. Mm. He looks angry. And I, I totally get that. But if you listen to him, he's very honest. He knows that the fans aren't happy. He knows that they need to be better within the games. They need to perf uh, perform better and start getting results. That, that was a sore, sore one. On Saturday, it was a it was a hard watch. What does he do then? So they get together tomorrow. They're on the flight to Napoli. It's not a long flight, Barry. But what do you do? What if you're you Giovanni? In, I think yeah. you have to get him in a room and say, "Look, my job um, is is to try and um, you know make you make you better. My job is is the is the um, formation. My job is to try and pick the correct team. But listen to me. This is." This is down to you now. The players have to step up. You have to, you have to go out there with the mindset that you got a really tough game. You need togetherness. If you're not together on that pitch against Napoli, you, you're on the end of a, of another thumping, you know. And he's going to have to put it on the line to them and say, "Look, I'm under pressure. The crowd are giving me all sorts of stick. I'm putting my trust in you, eleven players. Come on, I need more from you. I need more because if somebody else comes in." What's to say that the Rangers players will... Well, he's not getting a turn from the manager now, the Rangers players from the Rangers players. What's to say another manager comes in will get a turn from them because he hasn't got 30 million to go and invest sure. in new players. But it's got to come within, individually as well, um, and collectively. But if what John's mentioned there, you get them in a room and you just say, listen, this has got to change. Yeah. This ain't good enough. That's all right, the manager saying it, but you've got to do it yourself as an individual. You've got to have something, a bit of fire inside yourself to say, right, do you know what? We're getting a bit of criticism. Let's go and show them that we can get in about people, we can get in people's faces, we can get back to performing at a, a, a better level. That dreaded phrase, has he lost the dressing room, Barry? What do you think? No, listen, I've played in teams when maybe you don't really see eye to the manager or whatever, but again, it's personal pride, Paul. You're playing at a brilliant football club. Maybe you don't see eye to eye with a manager. But once you cross that white line, you've got to give everything. Because look at the former Rangers manager, Stephen Gerrard, and what a weekend he must have. I mean, how many times do you see that? Yeah. A manager loses their job and they yeah. go on the, the, the win convincingly. That's a message, isn't it? From those players who mm -hmm. were right. terrible. Mm -hmm. You know, they were really poor. And then Hamden suddenly... Up here, yeah. Jack Ross yeah. with Dundee United after yeah. a few heavy defeats. And they go to a difficult place in, in Livingston and get a result. Sometimes that, again, what, what does that tell you? They should be giving you more. Give the club more. At Villa, at Rangers, you know. Yeah, and I think a lot of people feel for GVB. What a record he's got. But your record I as a player... I feel like I'm desperate for yeah, him to do well. Sure. But again, he, he understands the situation he's in. He, he's no daft, no, Gio. Sure. Listen, he's a, an intelligent guy. Um, I still believe he's a good manager. And I still believe he can get something more out of these players. When, they, when, yeah. when you manage in Scotland, Paul, you, you've been around long enough. No matter who you are, no matter what type of record you've got, no matter how much games you've played for the club, what you've won, if you're Celtic, say, for instance, if Celtic are behind Rangers, then there's pressure. There's added sure. pressure. And when Celtic are, are winning, uh, or when Rangers are winning, there's pressure on Celtic. 
and it intensifies as as you go maybe a few more points behind because the fans' expectations are we shouldn't be here. We should be above Celtic. We're this, we, we're this and we, we've got, got good players. It's 10 times worse. Sure. And the Rangers fans are, are really feeling it right now because they are watching Celtic thinking, look at the way they're playing. Look at the manager. Look at the style that they're playing with. You know, look mm-hmm. at the pattern. You know, you know, there's a there's a real empathy on Celtic the way that they're playing. We've got the big two on tonight: Barry Ferguson, John Hartson, and lots of your calls next. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go. Thanks, Chris. Traffic and travel. Well, the lines are ablaze tonight. It's a huge week. Our Euro Nights will be coming up tomorrow night. Mark Weedy will be there with uh, Peter Grant for the Euro Nights at Celtic against Shakhtar. We'll be at the Radisson Red. And then on Wednesday, 6 till 8, we'll be live. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. And then afterwards, we will do the podcast, same as tomorrow night, with Steen. And Barry, it will be you, me, and Mark Guidi, and that's. Do you know what? I, I love the Champions League. I, I'm just, I'm not looking for. I should be looking forward to it. Really? Rangers in the yeah. Champions League, and it, it just it worries me because I watched them again last night. Um, they, they're a proper team, proper team. Great result away to Roma, who's one of their challengers. Um, but uh, listen, it's. Uh, I wish I could say I was looking forward to the game. Um, I'm, I'm not. But looking forward to the programme beforehand. We'll be on 6 till 8 tomorrow and on Wednesday night. We're going to go back on the lines just before it. Let's hear from Ange Postacoglu. Here's the injury update ahead of tomorrow. And he's first of all talking about Bull. That's David Turnbull. Bull's OK. Dave Turnbull's all right. Carl's back in training, which is great. Uh, it won't be too early tomorrow, but the uh, idea is to get him back into training over the next few days and see how he goes. Jota, again, he, he, he sort of had his last sort of you know, rehab session today, so I'm expected to start training with us after tomorrow's game and be available for the weekend. So Jota available for the weekend. <laughs> I know what you're Bull. thinking there. Bull. He's got all these names, hasn't he? Cal and all the rest. Here's D, Derek on the line, a Rangers fan. Hi, Derek. Evening, Derek. Hello, Derek. Yep, yep, got you. On line 12. Hi, Derek. Ah, he's not hearing us at that point. I'll tell you, let's hear a wee bit more from Ange Postacoglu about this game tomorrow. Um, and last week, remember, he said that. He said, well, look, Celtic have actually, he thinks they do deserve to be in the Champions League and can compete. And they, well, they need a win tomorrow. European football in general, we found it last year in the Europa League. You, you, there's, the physical demands are greater than, than the competition, uh, you know, the Premiership, because, you know, for the most part, Premiership games, you know, even though we try and play at a high tempo, we have a lot of control of the games, which means that, you know, we're not doing a, <clears throat> too much running, um, <clears throat> you know, back towards our goal, whereas, you know, you're playing against better opposition, it's more of a... You know, a, a challenge for us to to maintain that tempo when you don't have the ball. But within that context, I think physically in all the games, I think we've performed really well. The, the difficulty then is, you know, recovery and backup for for your next game when they're so close together. Huge game tomorrow. Let's go back to Derek on the line. Hi, Derek. Hi, how are you doing, panel? Yeah, good. Thanks, Hi, Derek. Derek. So, what are you thinking? months ago and I spoke to Barry and Deanne at the time and said that Gio would play himself into the sack uh, and I'm surprised he's still in a job to be honest I, d- I don't believe now that the players buy into what he's doing um, I 
I've never seen such a negative Rangers manager in the way that you said. I hear that the players should puff the chest out and do it, but I don't think the the players believe and definitely the fans don't believe. We are consistently negative in our approach, and I even think his manner, not being able to compete with Ajax after that game, um, the dressing room was silent after being beaten 7-1 by Liverpool. That's negative. You know, that's, I don't want to hear that, that we can't compete, and I don't want to hear that uh, he, he didn't speak to the players um, after a 7-1 dropping. I just think the guy is just far too negative. Too many managers recently have changed their tactics mid-game. Um, inferior opposition, no disrespect to Libby or Hibs or Union SG, one other game I can think of. But, but managers have changed their tactics after 10 or 15 minutes. We've seen that Rangers aren't intense enough. There's no width to it. The midfield on Saturday was diabolical. Davis, Lundstrom, Arfield, no width on the, on the wide right. It's, it's actually a bore. And I, I, I'm becoming emotionless watching Rangers. I, I, I don't even feel the anger of these bad results should be bringing. And I think that's all on Van Bronckhorst. And we've got other problems, the board and Ross Wilson. But right at this moment, Van Bronckhorst has to go. Barry? Well, that's a worry of if you don't feel angry or, or whatever. I'm, I'm angry at the, the obviously the, the result and the performance in, in Saturday. Um, but listen, I, I said, Paul, in terms of can't compete, I don't know whether Gio meant it in financial terms, but you can compete against the best. I don't care. You've got to go out and you've got... You might not be as good as him, but one thing that fans expect, certainly the Rangers fans, which I knew with my time at Rangers, is they... They want you to go and compete as much as you can. You might not be as good as your opposition. Um, but listen, it's a general feeling now. Look, fans are unhappy. I totally get it why they're unhappy because the, the level of performances have not been great in terms of them playing slick, attractive, free-flowing football. Um, it's a bit pedestrian at times. Um, but for me, I honestly think he does get a bit extra time, Paul. Um, we're, we're coming up to a break there's four domestic games left there's a couple of Champions League games one on Wednesday that I'm not looking forward to but next Wednesday against Ajax is the one that you would look to try and salvage a bit of pride at least and get something on the board Derek yeah, I forget. I'm, I'm, I'm right north Napoli and I'm right north Ajax everything for me now comes down to Saturday if we can't beat Aberdeen um, I really think it should be game over and also I get that they can't compete financially but Livingston and Dundee can't compete with us financially and we're allowing our set up and style is allowing Livingston, Dundee Motherwell, Dundee United because I was going to be a 2-2 they, they're competing with Rangers and they've got no financial stronghold at all so Look, look, Derek. I would love, I would love to disagree with what Derek's yeah. saying there, but I, I get where he's coming from. I get it. It's, um, it's he sounds f- resigned, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, but yeah. I, I get it. I mean, I, I can't sit here and, and argue against him for what he's he's saying in terms of the way that Rangers are playing. They need to find something quickly, Paul. Um, I says to you, it's a, there's a severe lack of confidence. It's um, someday I'll need to shoulder that a bit of responsibility on the pitch and who um, would that be? Who do I don't you, care whether it's a tackle or go and grab the, the, yeah. the game by the scruff of the neck go and do something here's somebody who thinks stay with us Derek here's Jim from Aberfoyle on the line Jim what's your thought about Giovanni van Bronckhurst? hello Jim 
Well, he doesn't think he should be sacked. He says he should stay. Yeah, and, and do you know what? Can I just say, it's not because I know Gio and because no, I, I played with Gio for yeah. two years. I've seen a few people say that. It's not that. I, I still believe that he, he deserves a, a bit of time. But listen, time's running out because yeah, performances but Barry, need Barry, to change. Even if you played with him and even if you know you know his character, there's nothing wrong with, with you backing somebody that you know has got the character and the, yeah. and the uh, desire to get it right. And I don't know Giovanni Van Bronckhorst like you, but... You know, I've backed people. I've backed people because I believe in them and trust in them. And, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's nothing wrong with believing in Gio and thinking, well, look, I, th I there's a guy coming on Jim who thinks that Rangers should stick with. Mm. I, I, I think the next four games are crucial domestically for, for sure. him. I did say last week, five games, 15 points. Now it needs to be, look, Napoli's going to be, listen, I'm not going to write, I would never write that off, but listen, they've got to go over there and, and try and frustrate them. It's going to be, listen, to get anything for that game is going to be tough. They're the, one sure. of the best scenes, uh, teams, sorry, I've seen this season in the, the Champions League. But it starts Aberdeen, Ibrooks, you get the three points and then you salvage a bit of pride in the Champions League next week. I still think there's something to play for. Not getting into Europe or staying in Europe. They need to get a point on the board. Or, pride. Or three. Yes, that's what I said. Yep. Jim. Hello. Hello. What do you want to say about the manager? Van Belkhorst go from being a brilliant manager last year to being an absolute dud this year. That doesn't happen. Something fundamentally went wrong from us qualifying for the Champions League to the way we're playing now. The players have laid down on them. In Jim, my opinion. Jim, at the weekend, before the games at the weekend, you were two points behind Celtic and everybody is saying how well Celtic are playing, how well they're doing, how many goals they're scoring. You were two points. Now we only four points. So, uh, you know, you want to sack the manager, some of the Rangers um, fans. I don't want to sack no, the manager. No, 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 not you, Jim. Not you. You're in favour of keeping him. I'm not saying it's you, but we've had a caller on earlier, Scott, that wants him sacked, sure. that wants him out. Who's to guarantee that when you get rid of Giovanni Van Bronckers, just playing devil's advocate for a minute, who's guaranteeing that whoever comes in next will get a tune out of the players? Because well, this is a good group of players you've got. Jim. This group of players competed with Champions League teams mm. in the Europa League, yep. going to the Europa League final last year. And he changed the system, they didn't have he? Not, they, have, they have laid down. Since the Celtic game, they have laid down. They thought they were better than they were after they qualified for the Champions League. Can we and they've got big headed and they've not performed. Underperforming. Well, no, they are no underperforming. Question. There's, no, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. no hiding away from that. They're underperforming at, yeah. at this moment in time. Um, Look at the goal. Tavernier. Tavernier should, should have chased that boy back and never let him cross that ball in. Yeah, it was a poor goal. What, you, oh, you're talking uh, Nibley's goal on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a poor, yeah, it's a poor goal to lose. No doubt about that. Poor. Yep. But again, that's taking responsibility, Jim. Because Montana was allowed to go in a long run. Yeah, just and get sometimes, like John will tell you, you need to just take a foul, take a yellow sure. card, take a booking. It saves you conceding a goal. Because after that goal conceded, for the next 20 minutes after that, Rangers were, were shot a bit to, to pieces and obviously the fans become a bit frustrated, which is natural because I always said when I played at Rangers, yeah. you've got 10 minutes. you get 10 minutes when you get in that pitch. And if you don't start to perform the fans will be um, demanding that you do perform. But Derek, on a minute ago, he was saying, Jim, he's now bored with it. He's resigned. He's like you, he cares. He's a Rangers fan. 
Bored. That's not something you often hear from an old firm fan, no, is no. it? Boredom is a worry. Well, that's down to the, the lack of effort from the players. Yeah. The commitment to go and take the game to the opposition. They've done it, they've done it against thing the last year. Dortmund. Look at the way they played against Dortmund last year. It was a Champions League performance in the Europa League. You're right. It was phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Jim, listen, we don't have the answer, but we've got everyone talking about it. Rangers will play in two days' time against Napoli. But as Barry said, more importantly, this weekend, it's Aberdeen. Yeah, I would never say write a game off. You can't no, write sure. a game off as yeah. a Rangers player. No way. But you need to go over there and, and at least salvage a bit of pride. But Saturday, Paul, Aberdeen. Because listen, Celtic are at Livingston, a yep. tough place mm-hmm. away there. Yeah. You, can, never, you never know there. what could happen. And if you win that game against Aberdeen Celtic, could drop points and then you're back in it. Jim, thanks very much for calling. Derek to 0808 17 17 700. There's a lot going on at Westminster. Sophie will be up next with the news. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. And first reaction to the changes in Downing Street, Barry Ferguson, our political reporter. <sighs> My goodness, Barry, there's so I much on the go. We're not getting into it. No, I know. But uh, yeah, you can't get away from it. And here in Go Radio, we keep you right up to date. Joe was on it first thing this morning. Sophie, throughout the rest of the day, and tomorrow morning as well. The Go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney with John Hartson, the Celtic legend, and Barry Ferguson, the Rangers legend. We won't go through all your clubs, guys. There's too many. My goodness, John, that was quite a lively first hour, wasn't it? Was, it? You was. saw You saw match of the weekend, yeah. Hearts against Celtic. So we've talked about the VAR and yeah. all that in our own gar. We'll get the score predictor in this hour. Barry, yet again, you're, you didn't get the big pools win of £550 because nobody got it right mm. at the weekend. But John... We'll look a little bit as well at the results and how Celtic are playing. Look into the game tomorrow uh, with Shakhtar in town. But that was a lovely thing on the news we heard there that some Ukrainian young people are being allowed into the game tomorrow night to see Shakhtar in town. Big game, Ange Postacoglu. Mm. The news is uh, Starfelt won't be fit in time. Jota not yet ready, but probably could well be for the weekend. But David Turnbull is available. This was the manager's take on the 4-3 win at Tynecastle. Yeah, cracking game. Um, what do I know? Yeah, VAR starring role, three points. Credit to the lads, you know. It's it's not easy coming here and their crowds up and about. You know, with conditions the way they are, it's always going to be a little bit of a 50-50 game. And then, you know, with the whole circus around VAR, it becomes anything but the football. So um, for us, to, within that context, just to stick to, to, to trying to play our football and finding a way to win is uh, credit to the lads. John, for one of the big two to go to Tynecastle and win is always good news. It is, but you can tell in in his interview there, he's just not quite... um, He's obviously very happy because Celtic won the game and they showed character. Um, 
but he's still a little bit aggrieved. You can tell that, you know, he, he's not particularly in favour of VAR. No. But it's here to stay, Paul, so they, yeah. people have to get used to it. But he wants it used correctly. And he's he feels that his team were badly let down at the weekend with some certain decisions. I think we've all gone over it. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's three or four there that, that that you could pick the bones out of that maybe would have gone, should have gone. And we did, it's on the podcast, you'll yeah, enjoy it. Yeah, <laughs> w- w- without the sort of inept uh, performance of VAR in that particular game. Listen, I'm only talking about Saturday because yeah. that's the only question you've asked me. Of course. Next week, yeah. we'll be talking about a decision for Aberdeen. Absolutely. That'll go against them. The week after, there'll be something against Rangers or St Mirren. You John, know, it was the dynamite game. You there, was, there was just so many in that particular game. Who was your man of the match? Oh, again, we we were thinking um, quite difficult question. Isn't well, it? the guys in the studio were going to give it to Shankland, you know, because he got the hat trick. I know you don't normally go to the, the team that loses, does <laughs> yeah. it? Really? Um, no. But but for Celtic, you know, maybe maybe Moy, you know, for his. Yeah. You know, um, again, Hatati would did he have acquired his game to his standards? You know, it was it was a difficult one really because I didn't think Celtic were at their fluent best, um, to be honest with you. But they showed great character, went ahead, pegged back, yeah. Shanklin. The place was absolutely rocking. It was a wonderful game, as Anne said. Ding dong. And yeah. then Celtic just showed that that little bit of desire. Yeah. They get their left back in the opposition's uh, six yard box, and he tore pokes at home for a. For a, a relieved three points, really, but the VAR went against Celtic, and it, it could have been uh, could have been made a bit easier for them. Barry's coming in here. Kevin's coming on the line yeah, as well. As Barry. a neutral, it was yeah. a brilliant game to watch, yeah. no doubt about it. it had instances, obviously, we, we spoke about VAR, it had goals, um, and it was end to end stuff. A few tackles flying in as well. Um, I enjoyed it, apart from the result, obviously. <laughs> Did you sit and have an early Saturday lunch with it, Barry? Yeah, I know no, because it was interesting to watch. Because, listen, sure. Tynecastle, do you want to tell you, for me, it's my favourite away stadium. No, you like, love it. Yeah, yeah, the fans are right on top of you, and it sounded, John was obviously doing the game for Sky, it sounded that the atmosphere was absolutely electric. And as I said, it's a game that had everything. Um, and listen, one thing that I, I would say about Celtic is when they go 2-1 down, they find that wee bit about them to go again, 3-2, and then they get hit with a penalty. And then they come again. Yep. Um, so that, that shows that, that there's characters and, and obviously for a Rangers side, I want to see that happening in the Rangers yep. side of things. I want to see players go and, and um, take the game by the scruff of the neck or, or whatever you want to call it. Do you think Gio would ever show that to the Rangers players and say, sit and no, watch no, the highlights no, of this no, and no, learn? No, show yeah. it. Listen, that's what you've got to have as a footballer. But if they don't when get it... When things go against you in yeah. games, it's how you respond to that. Yeah. But you get it. You're a local boy, played for the team that you've always supported. So you get it. Maybe some of them don't get it. Let's hear Kevin, a Celtic fan on the line. Good evening, Kevin. Good evening, guys. Hi, Kev. Hi. What do you think of uh, Saturday? Um, VAR is... Up in Scotland, it's virtually even problems. Um, it's always got to be that. The amount of time the referees are taking, officials are taking, we don't want that. Um, I, I believe we've not even got goal-line technology yet either. No, that's true. We don't have the goal-line technology. We don't. We've got the line for offside, but not the goal-line technology. You're right, which came in. Uh, how are you getting a line for offside? Well, there is. I saw it either. That, I've been dreaming yeah. about it. Over, I'm not sure. Yeah. No, there, I think there I've is the line. Shanklin's You're goal. right. But they didn't show it with a badder, which looked like a good goal. Yeah, why? But, yeah. We have to ask the questions. Why Why can't VAR now come out and say, where is the evidence that a badder was offside? 
Because other than being offside, what else did, did the referee blow for, the linesman put his flag up for? Um, Ralston, Ralston, the, the Ralston goal. And this is what I'm talking about. On another day, Celtic don't rely on VAR because the goal should have stood. The referee's whistle, apparently, if the whistle goes before the ball goes in the net, they have to stop play. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yep, that's, that's you, the, you checked at the rule yep, book. That, that's okay, what it says, Yeah, Paul. but then, but then yep. go to VAR. Play is dead from the moment the whistle blows, regardless of the referee's decision on a foul or offside being correct. So they've killed it off, John, by blowing um, the whistle. I watched it carefully, um, and he'd already headed it, so it was going into the net, but if it's not crossed the line then I believe they can. I, I think looking at the game and watching the, the game, it yeah. must have been the Yakimakis one. Because yeah. if you watch it, Ralston that's, that's actually all, that's comes all, that's all it could have been, a yard yeah. or two behind um, behind play. Mm. Kevin, what are the positives though? Well, it's, it's still, it's early days. It's teething problems. Um, we need to get through it. But less time because we're losing much, the actual match. Um, have you got a point about know, shots I, on target? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, sorry. Aye, Celtic shots on target in the league. Phenomenal. Um, it's, and plus they're scoring goals, but in Europe, mm-hmm. they, they're getting the same numbers, but they can't score. Mm. Big conundrum. John, that's been the problem. Look at Real Madrid. You should have at least two goals. Yeah, and that's been the disappointed, the only disappointing, I think, uh, aspect of Celtic's play. I think they've actually enjoyed the Champions League because they have played very well and maybe not got... The result that um, that they deserved, really. Look at the chances that you know they let slip against Shakhtar Donetsk. They dominated the second half. Shakhtar had a good spell in that particular game in Warsaw for twenty minutes just before half time. So they had to get into half time, regroup. They come out in the second half. They had three or four guilt-edged chances they should have scored. Celtic should have gone 2-0 up at home to Real Madrid. Should have gone possibly with a bit of luck. McGregor's shot hits the inside of the post. Abada goes through one-on-one. Maeda gets his feet muddled up a little bit two minutes into the second half. This is when Real Madrid haven't a shot on goal. And all of a sudden, they turned the tide and they showed their class. Is it the difference, John? I think that's uh, Kevin's point. See see the issue you've got when you're playing Champions League. You're playing against the elite and if you get a chance, that may be one or two chances Mm -hmm. per game, you have got to take one of them. You've got to be ruthless. Angel, tell you, Barry, the Celtic manager, I I don't think he's disappointed with how Celtic have played in the Champions Yes, of course, he'd be a bit aggrieved because the players have had opportunities to score goals. And it's a strange... Kev, I can't explain it, mate. I can't explain it because we're scoring bundles domestically. But you go into this, as Barry said, the highest level. We have got good strikers. We've got we've got Jota who can score. Abada's numbers are frightening. Don't tell me Kyogo is not a good finisher. Giacomacchus is a brilliant finisher. So... I I I'm I'm sort of scratching my head, mate. I, I, as to how we're not dispatching in these big games. Here's the Europe then. What's that, mate? Sorry. Yeah, are they scared? I don't think it's a case of being scared. I think something happened though, John, didn't it? Yeah, I don't think it's a case of being scared. I just think it's maybe just being a bit more clinical, maybe relaxing a bit more in front of goal. Um, you know, but again, I can't put my if I can put, put the ball in the back of the net. Well, that <laughs> helps. More, Listen, yeah. Maybe a case of desperate to impress, <laughs> and maybe you, when you go into domestic yeah. games, you're a bit more laid, not laid back, but you're a bit more relaxed when the situation's for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, 
it is you, you are playing against the top yeah. players that are about yeah. the but top this clubs. can go on I think I always felt as a centre forward if I wasn't getting a chance I'd be more worried if I'm coming off the pitch and thinking I've not had an opportunity today if I'd missed two or three I'm thinking at least I'm making the right runs at least I'm getting opportunities but if you're a striker that's getting chances that's not a bad thing yes of course you want to score you want to score to because goals the bottom line is goals win your games but if you're not getting a chance if you're playing 90 minutes and you're thinking I've not made the right run I'm not uh, the, the wide men haven't really picked me out I've had no service yeah. That's a bigger problem. See, when you beat Liverpool then on the, on the way to the final, did you expect to beat them at Anfield? And how did you feel when you took that, when you made and scored that amazing goal? Well, we didn't expect to beat them, but we weren't scared of them. We knew that if we played well, we had the players to hurt them. I played up front with Henrik Larsson that night, the European Cup winner in the middle of the park, you know, played as well. Alan Thompson, a, a fantastic left foot player. We had strong defenders. We had Mialbi who would kick his granny to win the tackle. You had Bobo Baldi. Yeah. You know, we, we had a really a good mentality yeah. amongst that group. We didn't go down to Anfield expecting to win, but we went down to go. And we realised if we play to our maximum, we've got a great chance of winning. But we didn't. Nobody expects to really go to sure. Anfield on the European. No, but you had a mindset that you did not feel inferior. That's what Barry's talking about. You yeah. need a mindset. You need yeah. a bit. You need a bit of fire in your Did, belly. Believe in yourself. Paul, see if you go into a game scared, pointless turning up. Sure. I, I don't care if you're playing against the best, which I, we did when I was at Rangers in the Champions League. John done the same when he was at Celtic in the Champions League. But you've got to go out and say, right, listen, I'm going to give this my best shot. Yeah. Is my best going to be good enough? Maybe not at times. But listen, you need everybody, a collective, if you're playing at a high level. Um, but you can never go into a, a game fearing sure. an opposition. Respect an opposition. Don't fear them. Kevin? I think tomorrow, Kevin, I think we'll get a good result. I really, I think the pressure's off slightly, you know, because we are bottom of the table. We've created loads yeah. of opportunities. We have beaten Shakhtar the, the two previous times. They've come to Glasgow, beat them in 2004, beat them in 2007, uh, Martin O'Neill's team. So for me, you know, it's just a case of... Uh, Taking your opportunities, being a little bit more clinical in front of goal, and and I think um, I think we're more than capable of beating the Shakhtar Donetsk they're, they're team. They're the weakest team in the group, eh, John. I, I think so. Yeah, yeah, they are. And you look at yeah. the you look at the group where it stands at the minute. You got Leipzig in second, but so when it's, does that mean if they'll beat Shakhtar tomorrow? Then well, we go to four points, so we need a result from our last game because uh, Shakhtar at this moment in time are on five. So even if we win, we can go to four points. Shakhtar will sit, but we need yeah. to then go and get a, a, a good result against Real Madrid and hope that Shakhtar don't win their last game, which will be against Leipzig. Um, so that's what that means. We have to go and, uh, and maybe win tomorrow. We have to we have yeah. to win tomorrow. And Real Madrid to beat Leipzig. And then John. we need yeah. a result in Real Madrid in the last game and then Leipzig um, yep. to beat Shakhtar. Yep. Is that right? I think that's right. Kevin, in, listen, in thanks six. for that. It's not the best line there, um, but huge game tomorrow. Barry, do you think Celtic will win against Shakhtar? Yeah, I think they've got enough to beat Shakhtar. I, I watched, um, obviously, the game over in Poland. Was it Warsaw or Krakow? I can't remember. Yeah, what Krakow, I think. Was it? Um, yeah, Celtic. Certainly in the second half, they had enough opportunities to, to win the game. But they are, for me, the the weakest team in the, in the group. I still think it's going to be tougher Celtic to qualify because they're on a one point, Shakhtar's on five. Yeah. They get to four points, Celtic go to Real Madrid. 
Um, albeit if they even make a number of changes, their squad's still still sure. with, with top players involved. And as um, John said, there Leipzig have got to go to Shakhtar. So it looks if they they're going to struggle to qualify. But in terms of the game tomorrow night, I think Celtic will will beat them. Of course, Shakhtar were one up on them, weren't they? Into injury time. You never know what happens in the game against That's right, yeah, Real they got a great yeah. point in, in Madrid, didn't they? Shakhtar in, in game four. Um, tomorrow, obviously, is game five. But again, you're relying on um, you're relying on Leipzig to do uh, Celtic a favour uh, when we go to Madrid. We need to take a point there, which is going to be a very, very difficult night. But we can finish third still, mathematically, if results go our way. Let's hear from Greg Taylor, who was the, the match winner for Celtic on Saturday. You don't hear that too often, his first Premier League goal for Celtic. And we'll hear him in a second or two that he's talking about that late goal. Yeah, brilliant for him. Uh, he came on and gave us some... Obviously, that's Ange speaking about it. Yeah, let's hear the manager talk about the goal. Yeah, brilliant for him. Uh, he came on and gave us some energy. And uh, yeah, it was uh, obviously an important time for us, but um, yeah, great for him to get a goal. And Barry, the Rangers fans are thinking, for, for Celtic, first of all, that's it. They're not giving up. They keep going. Greg Taylor, unlikely candidate to score the goal. Yeah, that's one thing you have got to say about Celtic. They keep going until they, they, they don't... Looks of it, it doesn't um, hurt them when they, they, they go a goal down or, or in terms of Saturday, Hearts get the equaliser at, at three each. It looks to me of the they keep fighting um, to the end and, and that's what you want for your team. You, you should never give up, you know what I mean? That's, that's what football's all about. But listen, it's a... As I said, a lot of people thought it would have been easy because Rangers went there a couple of weeks ago and, and won convincingly 4-0. Um, Tynecastle's a, yeah. a tough know, place. You know and I, I, th yeah. I was actually impressed with Hearts. Mm -hmm. I thought Hearts were really good on Saturday. And they had chances as well, didn't they? Did quite you, a lot of chances. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They did in Shankland, of course. Special day for him getting a hat-trick. Um, Who does you think is? Salah comes on. It's a sub and he gets a, a hat-trick. A bit yeah. like Salah but the other week. Going back to you know Rangers at the minute, it's a bit doom and gloom for Giovanni Van Bronckers. Forget Wednesday. Forget Wednesday. You've, you've got to because I think Rangers will get beat on Wednesday. They are playing an incredible team. If they get anything, if they get anything, it would be an extraordinary result sure. for them, yeah? yeah? If they go beat Aberdeen, right? Well, you watch all the supporters come back on and say, do you know what? We were brilliant today. He needs a bit more time. Rangers only need to go and win the next two games. Yeah, it's a, it's a big ask, Aberdeen... Blah blah blah, but if they win two, then it brings back that feel good factor, oh. and the pr the pressure comes off a little bit. Sure. Then it'll be interesting to see what team he does put out in and Wednesday. Whether his mind's on mm. the weekend, um, does he does he risk some important players because he has got a couple of important players out in my mind. Connor Golson, big miss. Ryan Jack, big miss as well. But so I, I, I don't think he should be judged on the Champions League campaign because remember no. a few years ago Brendan Rodgers. Of course, yeah. lost. I think they, they were thumped six it's by Barcelona, Jonas. six yep. by PSG, PSG, whatever it was. And, and all right. of a sudden... Went on to win trebles. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I think so. what's hurt them is the manner of the defeat exactly. in terms of the results. Sure. Like the Liverpool one. It can be a Liverpool they, result. They collapsed the last 25 minutes where... See, if it goes 3-4, then you think to yourself, John, listen, just make sure we're solid and don't let them through us. Don't concede a fifth or sixth or seventh. Mm. That's where I think it's hurt Rangers. And as I said, look, Wednesday's going to be... A massive, massive ask. Going to be tough, but it's the following week. If they want to get any pride back, they need to take something for Ajax. But focus too. on Saturday. For sure. John, here's the answer on VAR on the Abada situation, which looked a good goal. I think that's exactly what you were saying. VAR always draws the line, so but the broadcaster chose not to show it 
with the Abada offside. Maybe it was late in the game. I know why? it was late in the game. Don't you know. Have, have to ask I think the question the why. If it's offside or onside, well, give us the evidence. This is what everybody is asking. I didn't think it was onside. I, I was unsure. Yeah. But let's prove it. They have the evidence well, there. They have the line. They did it for the Shankland goal. Yeah. So why couldn't they put it in just to, just for everybody's peace yeah. of mind? Yeah. So is it you're saying the broadcasters get the right not to show the line? Well, I'm. I believe they didn't show it. Well, they didn't show it. Yeah. We saw the game. But surely so. you've got to show it. Um, Absolutely. For peace of mind and in terms of what they show having this, this, is, this, is a bit, this is a bigger yeah. issue than the than yeah. the card, by the way. Yeah. Than the penalty, sorry. Um Michael Smith, this is a bigger incident yeah. than that. If that was Rangers I'd be going off my head. Sure. There need to be protocols. Well show 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 it. You've got the evidence, you're there, you're sitting in front of the camera. You've got all the tools that you want there, the lines, the shaded areas, everything else. Show it. John Harson's asked for it. Give it. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson and John Hartson and the lines are jammed tonight on 0808 17 17 700. We're with uh, Macklin Motors. We'll be on tomorrow night, remember, 6 till 8, so don't worry at 5, we'll be on 6 on the dot for Euro night. Celtic against Shakhtar and then the following night it's Napoli against Rangers. What are you thinking? Well, at the weekend, well, Friday night, Hibs 1, St Johnson 2. We'll do the score predictor in about 15 minutes' time. But a big win for St Johnson. Celtic winning the huge match at Tynecastle, 4-3 to Celtic. Rangers 1-1 with Livingston. Kilmarnock 1-0 against Ross County. Aberdeen winning at Motherwell. They've, it's a long time since they'd won on the road, but they did at the weekend. And St Mirren 2-1 against Dundee United. And Barry, what about that scoreline? We just touched on it earlier. Queen's Park 4-0 against Partick Thistle. Could they come right up the divisions up to the Premiership? Every possibility. That was a brilliant result. Um, I don't know whether Wednesday night Partick Thistle been up at Petaudry, played a part in it, and obviously Ian McCall's lost a, a couple of players, but w- what a result that is going to Fir Hill, Partick Thistle. For me, I've looked the strongest team in the Championship, Paul, so a brilliant one for Queen's Park. John, that is some scoreline, isn't it? 4-0 against uh, the league leaders. Yeah, it is some some win, um, but it goes to show Queen's Park are not out of it. You know, they're, they're, still, they're still battling to uh, to get in those playoffs themselves. After a couple of really good years, Queens Park have had, haven't they? Particularly with uh, yep, they're on the Ian Dempster going in sure. there as well now. Yeah, great uh, chief executive yeah. at Hibs not so long ago. Right, we're going to talk about all the games. Oh, they're, they're, yeah. they're only a point off the top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that result. I'm just checking there. So yeah, so that that After could result. be back to back promotions if they mm-hmm. go up. Yeah. Brilliant. Would be phenomenal. 0808 17 17 700, the number to call. Uh, let's go back to Rangers then. 1 1 at the weekend against 10 man um, Livy. There was no doubt about the ordering off, was there, Barry? When you looked at it again the second time round at first. Yeah, at first yeah. when I, I seen it in real play, mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, that's a yellow card, that's a free kick. And, but when it obviously got slowed down, um, it was dangerous. It could have been worse. And I think. In the end, the red card was um, justified, Paul. Morgan Boyce. Nibbly, did he impress you again? He took his goal well. Yeah, did, look, it's, did it's, well. A, it's a yeah. tough gig up there you, yourself, obviously, playing at yeah. Ibrooks. But listen, he took his goal really well. Bad defensively, uh, defensively by Rangers. Um, but he, listen, he spent in the box and Alan McGregor had no chance. Um, but I tell you, when when he's on it, big Nibbly, he's, he's, a, he's a real handful up top. 
George, he, you're he, kind of striker. <laughs> well, he is a yep. handful, and, and Barry's absolutely spot on. When you're up there, you need support, you need service. You've got to occupy two two defenders. Um, but he's big, he gets hold of the ball. Um, and he'll be creating a bit of interest, you know, and, and Davy Martindale will be delighted with that because although you he, he don't want to, to lose players, but Livingston, you know, over the years, they've lost many players because they've gone on and impressed. But Davy, Davy would have played his role in terms of giving him minutes on the pitch, giving him games, giving him a platform mm -hmm. to, to show how, how, how he can play comfortably at this level. You look at the other player, who was the other woman that the QPR, so the Scottish International, I forgot his name. Lyndon Dykes. Lyndon yep. Dykes, look mm. at Lyndon Dykes. He's at Livingston. A million pounds. They get a million pounds for him. Still. And all of a sudden, that, that sorts everything out at Livingston for the next couple of years in terms of, you know, working on certain things, infrastructure at the ground and the, the bringing in the artificial pitch, the 4G pitch, yeah. all these things. And, you know, and he'll be making the name for himself, certainly Newbly. To, to be fair, um, you, you know what you're going to get for David Martindale's Livingston. They're going to be well drilled and well set up. But I thought the two centre halves were, were excellent. Obelay and, and Fitzwater, they, they were good. But that's no excuse. Rangers have still got to find a way um, to play. And as I said, listen, too big test range, too many touches. See if you move the ball quick. Me and John were speaking before we come on. It's a bit more intensity to it. Move them about a wee bit. But they didn't. Cholak and Morelos together for a time. But Yeah, listen, again, people have criticised you for not doing it. And I'm thinking maybe half time he really needs to change it. But he waited, to, I think it was 60 or so minutes, Paul. Um, but again, it never made much a difference, which, which worried me. Um, as I said, they really never threatened the, the, command, eh, sorry, the Livingston goalkeeper um, that much. And and make Livingston really defend for their lives but when the ball was coming in the box it was Obelay and Fitzwater it looked it was like a magnet to their head they looked comfortable didn't they and at the end 1-1 John Lundstrom scoring in the what the 90th minute he had a brilliant minute. chance just as yeah. uh, the just final whistle it. went yeah. you could see he was disappointed he's got to at least hit, hit the target but too little too late Paul you heard Gio in his interview 7 minutes before uh, or 6 minutes I think it was 91st minute the goal went in that's too late Booze at the end. And the manager, he did the interviews afterwards, he faced it up and he was honest. Well, I, I said before, of course I understand. I mean, it's the way, you know, you have to uh, you have to deal with it. You don't want it because it means you have, have a negative result, which we had today. Uh, you know, we're dropping two points. So, uh, you know, it's understandable. And what went wrong? It's obviously we are struggling now with, with creating chances. First half, we didn't have any clear chances. They scored the first goal. I think the... That also made it more difficult for us. So for our confidence, we were trying, but you know we we missed the spark. I think only the spark came when we uh, made the one-one in the end. And then you know you saw a team who were doing everything they can and pushing forwards. Of course, against ten men, but I think our intentions in the last seven minutes were the intentions we 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 had to have for the ninety minutes. So a draw and not a defeat, which it may have been a different. Uh, calls tonight although there have been a couple of calls for his head but that's always easy to do they've got Champions League but more importantly they're still just four points behind Celtic yeah, listen it'd be a different story for me if it was 14 points look we're all disappointed the way they're playing they're not hitting the dizzy heights they did last season but listen it's four points they're, they're still in the semi-final of the League Cup I still think he deserves the time to, to go and, and turn around these performances um, and listen Football's a, a, a funny game. Come the weekend, you look at the, the fixtures, Aberdeen come to Ibrox, you, need, you get the three points, Celtic going to Livingston, yep. 
that I broke? Sorry, I said earlier yeah. I thought he was away. And Celtic well, got to Livingston, we know what it's yeah. like there. I know, Teams I know, have struggled. I know it's hypothetical, yeah. the point I'm going to make, but you you sell Joe Rebo um, for what? Me, uh, uh, five million? Or one, more, one, wasn't it? It was about eight yeah. million, John. Sure. Was it eight? Yeah, was that, is, that, is that with yeah, add-ons? Eight to ten. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And all right, you're thinking, well, but he's massive for you. I thought he was the driving force through the middle. Um, Bassi, it's huge money. Was it 23 million or something like that? But it's hypothetical now. He's gone. Yeah. But you struggle to replace a player like that. You know, because I thought he used to cause Celtic so many problems. And they haven't. Yeah, they, they, they haven't replaced him. I know, I know different are dif- difficult. Are players, good players are difficult um, to replace, naturally, because that's why, that's why they're, uh, they're considered to be very good players. But he was so important, I think, for the way Rangers played. He was full of energy. He was clumsy. He'd win fouls. He was, you know, he, he was... Um, I watched very him diff- yesterday. Very difficult to read, and he's banging in goals as well. Yeah, for I watched him yesterday. Southampton against Arsenal. How was he? Yeah, he played for about just under seventy-five minutes, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, he has. You can tell he's a, a good player. I think yeah. that's a stepping stone for him. No being disrespect of uh, Southampton, mm-hmm. I think if he goes down there and produces the goods for 12, 18 months, I think he's got enough in the locker to go again. To go up again. Yeah. It was a good result. Not so good for Mikel Arteta, your old teammate, but a good one, Stuart Armstrong. Um, oh, brilliant goal. Wasn't that a solid? Oh, brilliant yeah. finish. Yeah. Brilliant movement. Um, yeah, what would you, you call him? Oh, yeah. Was it Celtic yeah. and loan? Um, oh, of course, yeah. Uh, Elianusi. Elianusi. Yeah. <laughs> great wee slip rule yeah. pass. And Stuart Armstrong, he's brilliant at making the late runs into the box. And good he's player. hit it early, which killed yeah. the goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. He's a good player, and, Stuart Armstrong, good and, footballer. And listen on football, but everything goes through the Scottish eyes. Look at how strange it is. We talked about Villa winning 4 0. What about Brendan Rogers, Leicester, suddenly doing so well at the weekend? Still wins. Yeah, Still big wins. Yeah. Leeds. Yeah. yeah. So things can change. But, you know, Rangers are in the trenches just now. It's, it's not going to happen overnight, or is it? And the manager knows. He's under pressure. If the results aren't going the right way, then the pressure will become stronger. I mean, that's that's normal in 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 big teams and big clubs like like, like Rangers. So that's for me, that's nothing different. And then he was asked, "How are they going to bounce back?" Well, you have to. I mean, it's you need to uh, react, and uh, you know you will you will lose games, you will draw games, you know. And uh, first thing we need to uh, to see is and and to look at is the performance needs to be better. The form of players individually needs to go up. That's I think the most important thing. And then you you look for the results, and that's uh, what we need to do. So the table after eleven games. Remember, the World Cup's not too far away. It's only what three weeks, less than three mm. weeks before it all stops. I think John's out there, isn't he? Yeah, indeed, yeah. John. You're getting 19th ready. Nineteenth of November, Qatar yes. Airlines Ooh. direct Edinburgh to Qatar. Thank you. First for... class, business class. Oh, I'm not sure. Oh, you'll be you'll be looked <laughs> after, John. Yeah. Will you be sending us a postcard? Absolutely. Thank Paul. you. A Celtic top of the table after the eleven on thirty points. The goal difference thirty. Rangers on twenty six. Uh, goal difference of 17 Aberdeen on 19 we'll go through the whole table and St Mirren as well let's not forget them on 19 as well but we'll do that in the next section so that was a look there at Rangers what about Celtic then the big match match of the weekend 4-3 for Celtic here's Ange Postagoglu at full time yeah cracking game um, what do I know yeah? VAR starring role three points credit to the lads you know it's it's not easy coming here and their crowds up and about you know with the conditions the way they are it's always going to be a little bit of a 50-50 game and then you know with the whole circus around VAR it becomes anything but the football so um, for us to within that context just to stick to, to, to trying to play our football and find a way to win is uh, credit to the lads
Yep, beforehand he did say, I thought he had a great attitude on Friday when he said, well, so much is being made of VAR, I wouldn't like too much made on it. And yet his game was the one that was yeah. most affected by VAR. This is what he said at full time. And we saw the close-up, John, you were on the television. You saw the close-up when they didn't get a decision and he, he, he just sort of laughed as if... That was the know, penalty call. Indeed, yeah. yeah. And he sort of applauded uh, into thin air. I don't know. Look, mate, as I said before the game, I, I'd much prefer he wasn't involved at all. I thought we had a clear-cut handball, but what do I know, mate? So you kind of go with it. It's just um, it's a lot of standing about. It's a lot of theatre. Like I said, I just wish they'd get decisions early and, and sort of just into when they have to but it is what it is as I said I'm probably on the outside on this one So what did he take from the game ahead of tomorrow night so today he's been speaking to the media and the injury update starts with Bull Turnbull Bull's okay Dave Turnbull's alright Carl's back in training which is great uh, won't be too early tomorrow but uh, the idea is to get him back into training over the next few days and see how he goes Jota again he, he, he sort of had his last sort of you know, rehab session today so I expected to start training with us after tomorrow's game and be available for the weekend and guys good news for Jota added to the provisional Portugal World Cup squad so he could be on the plane with John not the same plane well maybe it could be that would be great wouldn't it for Jota and his value Barry because he's an outstanding young player well I mean He's made the decision to go on loan last year. It clearly worked for him because um, he wasn't getting anywhere um, at Benfica. Um, and it just shows you when you're playing week in, week out, albeit he's been injured the last um, week or so, when you perform, the international manager um, takes note of that. And that's the reason why he's on standby. And if he can get himself back fit and start producing, there's every chance he can go to Qatar. John, you'd have loved a player like Jota giving you the supply. Yeah, he's outstanding. I think he's um, he's been the one in the last sort of, what, 16 months or so that's caught everybody's eye. I know there's one or two others. There's Hatati and Abada's yeah. numbers. And uh, Cameron Vickers has been a good signing as well. He just gives you that solid, go on it, he'll go and head it out of the box. You know, he's a threat in the opposition's box as well. But I was lucky, Paul. I, I, I played with great wingers, oh. Alan Thompson and... And uh, and Stevie Gappy and obviously Nakamura who retired this week. I played with Naka course, for a year. Yeah. yeah, what would you say about Nakamura? There's so much tonight. Brilliant. How good was he? Class, class left foot. He's one of those. If I if I pulled away on a on a defender's shoulder, he had the ability to to play me in. You know, just to you know, he he could do everything. He could whip it. He was great from uh, dead ball. Remember his goal against Man United that was in the Champions League. His free kick was just legendary. We'll so never forget it. Just right in the onion bag, isn't yeah. it? Right in the top corner. Um, he was a wonder player. Golden Strack and brought him in. You know, from from J uh, Japan. I think he was at Atletico Madrid. Mm -hmm. he, he did play for Atletico yep. Madrid. Not sure where he actually came from, but he had an interpreter with him in the dressing room and everything else. And the Japanese went. media were everywhere, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, they were, yeah. yeah. But he, he, he was an unbelievable player. And I saw the three um, uh, Japanese internationals, the yeah. three of them, uh, and they were all uh, saying, you know, congratulations on your retirement and all that. For yeah. They have that much respect, you know, for their fellow countrymen. Barry, what did you make of uh, Nakamura? I tried to boot him a few times. Um, <laughs> Did you connect? <laughs> yeah, a couple of times. But listen, round about the box, that's one thing. You try to not give free kicks away because he was a, a dead ball specialist, no doubt about it. And, and to play at 44 years of age, um, his fitness levels, I don't know what he's been putting in his tea or, or whatever. Um, but listen, he was, he was... He was a quality operator, no doubt about that. Wasn't the four, the four, the four yeah. Japan internationals that we've got playing for us right now, not three, four. Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. John, 
you will be on the plane before that we're going to talk about uh, tomorrow and Wednesday's games because it's some week and also the score predictor is next the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland let's go, go. We're just talking there about uh, Nakamura and his fitness. 44 years old, and I was saying to John and Barry, uh, there wasn't much of him, and how did he manage to stay so fit? So I wonder what he had for his dinner. Noodles, probably, because, you know, he was so fit, wasn't he? It would be... He he, he was, and he played at that age as uh, an unbelievable achievement. Um, you, You don't see many... Well, saying that, nowadays, the, the, the lifespan of a, a footballer is because the way they look after themselves, yeah. the sports science and all that involved now, Paul, you're seeing players get to late 30s. And up here, you're seeing a couple of goalkeepers just now. Mm. Alan McGregor and Craig Gordon still performing at a high level at, at 40 years of age. But the nutrition is so important, isn't it? For yeah, players, for everyone. And to get that kind of ca- career. John, at the weekend, so on Friday with Stephen McGinn and with Barry, we looked at the predictions for the weekend and uh, Connor was on the line, but it didn't get them right. So thanks for calling, but you didn't get it right. And you could be on this coming Friday at thisisgo.co.uk. At the weekend, Hibs 1, St. Johnson 2. Barry, you predicted on that one. Hibs. Hibs. And yeah. they must have felt that they could have won it. They were ahead. Yeah, it's just yeah. sending off certainly affected it. And once um, McGuinness gets sent off, I think it was about 70 minutes, Paul St. Johnson stepped it up and um, uh, they cruised to a, a 2-1 victory. Hibs at that stage didn't look to have to get back into the game. So a, a brilliant three points for St. Johnson. But up until that, Hibs were certainly the dominant team. Are St. Johnson out of trouble, do you reckon? Bottom of the table is Ross County on nine, along with Dundee United. Kilmarnock on 12, St. Johnson on 13, along with Motherwell, Hearts on 14. It's, it's still yeah, too, it's early. too early. I mean, I mean how yeah. close? I mean, there's only four points between that. I think that'll go right down to the wire. It's very tight down the bottom, isn't it? There's only, uh, as you say, Kilmarnock have done well to get out of it. Yeah. I'd have had a bit of a stinker, Paul. Anyway, I'm looking at the fixtures. I'd have definitely gone uh-huh. Hibs, <laughs> loss. You've been really I'd, honest. I'd, I'd have gone yeah. Celtic, one, I'd have gone Rangers down because uh, yeah. of the draw uh, I'd have gone draw Kilmarnock Ross County that would be a loss I'd have gone Aberdeen at Motherwell and I'd have certainly gone Dundee United to beat St Mirren so no. I'd, have yeah. about, I'd have had about two I think out of the seven or whatever it was <laughs> with the voice of Glasgow in the west here so let's go to Paisley St Mirren what I went for, win for them. you did yeah. yeah John wasn't that brilliant win? 19 two points yeah what, what, what I mean really see was. if you ask me at the start of the season I don't know what John thinks I thought they would have struggled. John? St. Man, but what a season they're having. Stevie Robinson's stepping yeah. up, isn't he? You know, he's stepping up. A lot of people thought, well, where did he go? He went down to, was it Fleetwood? Morecambe. Morecambe. Uh, and didn't do it. And he got another bite at it yeah. back in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the St. Mirren board have to take a bit of credit for believing that he could bounce back. He obviously knew the Scottish Premiership very well, his time at Motherwell. And I'm delighted for him. I'm delighted because I was one of the ones who said he's very fortunate to get the opportunity yeah. again. Um, but no, he's, he's certainly taking it at the minute. Fantastic win the other week as well against Celtic. So that's a little bit of credit in the bank for him as well. Yep, and he's got a couple of decent players. Big Oz has got the players straining yeah. Bacchus, the boy in the middle of the pitch. Yeah. He looks a, a, a decent player. Mm. They probably should have been 3-1 winners. There was a goal chopped off through VAR. They went way back to, um, well, about a minute before and they are judged to have been a foul. So, but a great win for them. What are you thinking for Dundee United? 
I see Tam Coates, the previous manager, has left Hunved already, so he's only been there for 12 games and he's gone. For United, they've not turned the corner, John. They've had a couple of good results, mm -hmm. but they're still down there, joint bottom with Ross County. Yeah, I was a little bit surprised. I, I don't know why. I, just, I always think of Dundee. I know they had a bit of time out, didn't they, in the Championship a couple of seasons. Robbie Nielsen eventually brought them back up. I always consider Dundee United to be a real solid club, a real a, a, a Scottish Premiership club. I know they've been in the doldrums you know, over the last three or four years, but then last season they did well. Um, and I just think Dundee United shouldn't be where they are, Paul. You know, they just can't get it right. And Tam Coates, you know, did a good job early on and then obviously losing nine a couple of months ago there to Celtic. And I, I always think, Dan, when he mentions Scottish football, Scottish yeah. Premiership, Dundee United is, is considered to be a, one of the bigger clubs. That's right. They've got a football director. Well, you, you look, Jack Ross gets sacked, the new manager comes in, you get you always get that initial kick. Mm. But now they're, they're starting to level off again. And see if you look at the squad, they've got a decent squad up there. Dundee United um, they should be further up the league but again you need to perform Paul what are you thinking for Motherwell so much has been said fancy that drawing that yeah. one and they lost 2-1 yeah. to Aberdeen so Motherwell can't win at home at the moment um, and Aberdeen couldn't win on on the on the move but they did Barry and they've got a couple of good strikers now haven't they yeah, they've, yeah they're, they certainly have Paul as you mentioned there they've got players that can that can certainly um Score goals. Yeah. Mayowski and Duke. Yeah, Mayowski. Yeah. He, I mean, he's been a, a real fine for mm -hmm. Jim Goodwin. He's um, had a few into the, the back of the pokey. That, that's for <laughs> sure this season. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's a brilliant three points for, for Aberdeen. Motherwell, they've, um, they're struggling to pick up the result just now and that's a cracking game next weekend. I think Motherwell travel up to Tannadice. Well, I think there was some contested decisions, wasn't it? Stephen were. Hamill. yeah. I listened to him uh, in his post-match because I was coming home. Um, and later on, I listened to him. Some of his comments were he was disappointed because I think in one or two of the, the build-up to the goals, mm. and see he thought there was a foul, um, which was never brought back. So again, uh, an unhappy manager there in uh, Stevie Hamill. Should be okay though, Motherwell, Barry, and I'm looking yeah, at Yeah, I think they've got enough. Yeah, I think they've got enough. They could do with more striking options, couldn't they? Van Veen had a, a great but chance. Malt but has yeah. come back yes, up to the yeah. club, but he's picked up an injury. Uh -huh. Obviously, previous to that, he, when he was at Muddle, uh, Paul, and that's why he got his big move to press, and he scored a lot of goals. But I, I look at Muddle's squad, and you know, they, they've got enough to stay clear of the relegation. John, who's going to come third this season, do you think? Is it going to be Aberdeen, St Mirren, Hibs? Well, we, we all we all tipped Hearts. We were all very very strong on Hearts, saying that they they they're almost shoo-ins. But I don't think the Conference League has helped them. That extra eight games, they're decimated with injuries. Liam Boyce been out for the season. Haring got concussed last weekend. Aberdeen couldn't feature at the weekend. Um, one or two other players that are missing for them. Big key players, Craig Halkett at the back. You know the big. Stopper, big centre half, good player as well. Um, so I think they'll come back. Hearts. I'm still going to tip Hearts to finish third. Although Jim Goodwin's um, made a very impressive start up at uh, up at Aberdeen this season. Yeah, I'm still going to go with, with Hearts. They're only five points or so behind. Mm. Look, January's going to be big for Robbie. I, I think he's mentioned that he's looking. He's got his eye on a number of players. 
Um, Boyce out for the rest of the season. Halkett's the biggest miss for me. He's he's a captain. He's a leader. He is a leader, Barry. Yeah. At the back, um, but he, hopefully he'll be back in the, the coming weeks. But I still think Hearts, genuinely, as I said, I was really impressed mm-hmm. with him. Yeah. I was really impressed with him. And Saturday it's against just a Celtic. league as well. Maybe Aye, Thursday. Too much I, I think if there's a manager that is looking forward to the World Cup coming along, Break. so he can give his players a bit of time off, he can get them in, get the treatment they need. And then start, I think, when is it? Is it the last week of December? They're back? That's right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I just think you can start with a, with, a, with a load of freshness then and go again in the new year. I mean, managers are looking towards the World Cup break now, aren't they? And you can hear it, especially in England, it'll be the same for the Welsh players. You're so, watching so, to yeah. see if anyone gets an injury. Absolutely. Uh, and for us here, in your case, Barry, you made a great point earlier on. Rangers, four league games, they need to take 12 points. Yeah. It has to be. Yeah, I said last week they, need, they had to take yeah. 15 out of yeah. The last five domestic games, but now they need to make sure they, they stay in Celtic's coattails until the, the 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 break comes. Paul, Kilmarnock one, Ross County nil. Barry, what do you make of that? It's good news for Derek McInnes. Uh, I a run. mean, brilliant result after I mean, a, a, a tough game for them during midweek to make sure Dell got them back into um, sorry back into a semi final, back at Hamden, missing Lafferty and Doyle big players for him um, but that's a brilliant three points for, for uh, Derek McInnes and his commandant players well he's a class act I think Derek McInnes he did a great job at um, at Aberdeen um, got to several finals uh, and for me he got them into Europe as well on a few occasions did ex- excellent when he went to Kilmarnock it was a little bit of a risk for him he had to maybe take a step back to come forward did really well, you know. Get uh, they won the championship, didn't they? With, yep. Yeah. So that was a, a a brilliant achievement from him. And again, he's showing now he's going up against the the Premiership teams and the players, um, and he's doing very very well. And I'm pleased for him because, as I said, it was a little bit of a risk for somebody of Derek's ilk. Managed a lot in in at the top flight, you know, in terms of being at Aberdeen for seven years. So credit to him, he's doing very well. Yeah, I, I just think for, for Derek and his commander team, it's about consolidating, making sure they stay in the Premier League this year. And I think he'll build on that because he, he signed a new long term contract, Paul. They mm. clearly see him as the man to take them forward. And listen, what a, what a coup that was for Kilmarnock getting them in because he was a, a, I mean, a big say in that, yeah. that championship winning team. He, he built a strong team. Maybe no great to watch, but no. listen, he knows how to set a team up, Dale. And Danny Armstrong, of course, scoring again. Right Fine. back to the big two then, and we've discussed them a lot tonight. Loads of calls, loads on the socials at Goal Football Show about them. But for the score predictor, everyone said Celtic would win, including Connor, including Stephen McGinn and you, Barry, and they did four three. Um, and it was uh, the Rangers one was one of the ones that got you. Nobody expected Rangers to drop points uh, at home to Livingston. It's been a long time since Livy have yeah. taken anything. Never, never seen yeah. it coming, Paul. Even how um, disappointed I was in the performance on Wednesday, and even Gio says that, and he's he's presser after the the game. I was just settling down to watch the game. I was actually walk, just walking into the to sit yeah. in my my couch yep. with my cup of tea, and I nearly threw it at the. At the TV <laughs> when that goal flew in for the um, It was a long 96 yeah, minutes. Yeah, it was. It was. Listen, I'm yep. not going to kid on. It, no. was, it was a hard watch, Paul. I've seen Rangers play a lot better and um, they need to raise their game now. Two minutes to go. It's flown in tonight as always. Let's look towards the next two days. Uh, Rangers on Wednesday. Let's talk GVB for a moment. Are they going to bounce back? Oh, you have to. I mean, it's 
you need to uh, react and uh, you know you will you will lose games you will draw games you know and uh, first thing we need to uh, to see is and, and to look at is the performance needs to be better the form of players individually needs to go up that's I think the most important thing and then you you look for the results and that's uh, what we need to do and that's probably talking more about the league but in every game you have to perform Ange Postacoglu spoke today Shakhtar in town they will be training around now at the ground he knows it's a game Celtic must win yeah, look, I think in the context of us sort of continuing Europe, obviously it is. It's a, it's a must-win game tomorrow and um, our ambition is to, um, to to try and achieve that, keep us alive. Um, it's not the, you know, just because I think we deserve something, you, you automatically get it or you, you kind of feel like uh, you're owed something. I, my sort of um, thought process around this whole thing is that if you keep putting yourself in that position of playing... You know, the kind of football we want, creating chances, eventually you get your rewards. And, and, and for us, that's that's the key to tomorrow. Um, we've just got to play, you know, in the same manner, tackle it in the same manner, uh, particularly here at home. You know, put pressure on the opposition. And, you know, I think, again, you know, if we can create the same number of chances, then uh, it's about then con- converting them. And, uh, you know, I think from my perspective, it's a lot better being in that sort of situation rather than trying to figure out how we're going to create chances to, to score goals. John Hartson, you'll be there. We'll be watching you on BT yeah. Sport. We'll be here on Go Radio. What's going to be happening at full time? What kind of scoreline do you think you're going to bring? I think Celtic are capable of, of winning the game. I think they played very well over in Warsaw uh, against uh, Shakhtar. Um, they controlled the second half, missed, missed several opportunities. And you know, listen, we're all repeating ourselves. Yeah. You know, the Champions League have been very good for Celtic, but they've got to take the chances. They've got to take yeah. the opportunities at this level because you won't get many. And I, hopefully, the strikers' form will, will turn tomorrow night, and Celtic will get a few goals. Barry, what do you reckon tomorrow night? I think if they keep Midrich quiet, yeah. who for me is Shakhtar's best player by a country mile, I think they're no they're no really mobile elsewhere yep. he's the one he's a match one and to keep him quiet I think Celtic win the game 2-1 and we'll get your Rangers prediction on Wednesday oh. we'll be on from 6 tomorrow on Wednesday John thanks so much Barry too great stuff tonight we're back tomorrow at 6 the news is coming up next and then Joe Day. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go, go. There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.